Hello and welcome to another episode of the Live Capoeira and welcome to our guest Graduado Gangster or Rob as uh, he's usually known. Uh, thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Nice to see you again, Kung Fu. Yeah, yeah good. Lovely to be on here. So how did your Capoeira journey begin? Well, it began actually when I was working as a postman. And at the time, this is... Um, 20 years ago actually and uh, basically back then we used to start at four o'clock in the morning and finish around eight nine o'clock in the morning um so a lot there was a lot of guys that were there that were uh, that were bouncers at the time they were working nights and then they were coming on as a postman and and getting their wage and uh there was a guy there called sam still see him about now sometimes and he was really into his martial arts as was i so we started talking and I remember at the time he was doing, he was practicing Jeet Kune Do. I think I was doing a bit of kickboxing at the time. And he said to me, um, oh, Rob, I work with this guy who does capoeira. And I said, oh, what's that? And he explained, I said, oh, I know that. When I was about 14, I went to Ibiza with a friend and his family. And we saw these people doing capoeira on the beach. And it looked amazing. So anyway, he told me when it was, what night it was on. And so I went along, I dragged one of my friends along and, and loved it and really yeah it's really cool so the next day at work he said to me oh did you go did you go and i said yeah 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 i said oh, it was great i said what days do you go and he goes well i've never been before and i was like oh okay then <laughs> I, I assumed you did it as well and he was like no 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 i just looked really cool so that's how my journey began really and then just yeah kind of just sort of fell in love with it i could say uh, and carried on ever since what were the things that got you falling in love with it at the beginning to, that you like to spend? I think, um, I think one of the reasons probably because of how different it was from Western martial arts and stuff like that and a lot of um, self-defense martial arts and stuff, but also it was the, the community within it, that the people that were there were just so friendly and welcoming. It just took a load off, I guess. It was a... It was a nice environment to walk into where some martial arts gyms I've been before can be a bit rowdy and people are sort of sizing you up. And because it's not really that type of martial art, um, yeah, it was, ju it was just very welcoming. It was just a nice environment and it was different. And I think as I got to know it, and I think this is one of the things with Capoeira, you have to sort of give it some time to get to know it and then when you start seeing the hodders where we're playing and then you start feeling the energy and wow this is amazing you know obviously you're not jumping into the hodder necessarily depends what your confidence is like straight away but it took me a while to get into the hodder but yeah it just sort of captures you but i think that's why you've got to get you've got to give capoeira a bit of time to understand it i think more than anything i think that's probably the hardest thing is to is to understand capoeira but yeah, so that was, that sort of captured me then, really, yeah. Brilliant. There was a, a hint of resignation when I double-checked your Avalido at the uh, at the start. What's the story of getting the, the nickname Gangster? Oh, so, basically, about the first year of training, or when I was like 19, 20, my first car was an Escort Mark IV, a white Escort Mark IV. And this is 20 years ago. And back then, the police loved to pull you over because escorts were one of the main cars that were being stolen all the time because they were easy to steal. 
So I was constantly getting pulled over by the police, getting searched, the car, myself, and stuff like that. Sometimes up to four or five times in a week. It was ridiculous. And my friend had a black escort and I had a white one, and we were both getting searched left, right, and center. And my teacher at the time, Professor Abia, I used to give her lifts to Capoeira sometimes, pick her up. And, and she opened up my glove box one day to put something in there. And all these police reports started falling out of the, out of the, um, out of the glove box. And at the time, her English wasn't as good as it is now. And she was like, oh, my God, gangster. Oh, my God, Rob, what is this? And I said, oh, the police beer. They, they pull me over. They search me. Oh, my God, you're a gangster. You're a gangster. That's kind of where it originated from. So it was quite comical at the time. And then it kind of stuck. And now I'm introduced to people as gangster. Yeah. So, but it's more of a comical sort of side to it than, than anything else, anything sinister. Which is good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's right. That's right. You, with Group G2, which was set up by Professor Beer, would you like to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so we were originally Origins to Brazil with Mestre Delmo from Sao Paulo. And about four, four years ago, possibly five, um, we decided to sort of drift away from it a little bit. We're still in contact with Adelmo. His beer was very, you know, grew up with him and decided to start our own group with the hierarchy, the leader of the group being Professor Rabia, and named the group as you two. So, We've always been a group in Bournemouth. We also had classes in Southampton and Portsmouth with Rajuada Baltagem, Dory, but she's now moved back to Italy. So we're currently just based in Bournemouth and we have got a group in Croatia as well, Dubrovnik, with Lele. But yeah, at the moment, myself, based in Bournemouth. It's a small group, but it's, it's a very nice group, um, based in Bournemouth. Um, there's actually been quite busy this year it's been a really good year for it because i think after you know we had covid and i was taking online classes which was again was really nice we had a good community online we had people joining us from france and spain and brazil and croatia and stuff like that and some of our friends from events and students that we know and yeah and just carried on in bournemouth with myself taking the classes so i sort of took over from beer as she went back to brazil she had some family stuff that she had to get back to. And I always sort of, every time when she went on holiday, uh, back to Brazil, be it for a week or two weeks, I would sometimes cover the classes or um, help her take the warm up and help her teach some of the children's classes. And then when she left to go back to Brazil, which is sort of several years ago now, I, I took over the classes and been teaching ever since. And yeah, I, I do love it. I do love it. So yes, yeah, it's, it's a nice tight, tight group of people based in Bournemouth. We've got quite a few new people this year, actually, as well. And it's a nice, lovely bunch of people. Yeah, it's a very, very nice group. Very nice group based in Bournemouth. I believe you've got, not for the, uh, the group's had a number of events, but you're organising the first Batazado yourself. How are you finding that? Yeah, so um, to be honest, I've left it a little bit late. It, I was a bit skeptical of organizing an event this year of, of whether to do one or not because dory's gone back to italy and she had the classes in southampton and portsmouth i was a little bit like oh should i do it but then we've decided to go for it it's september the 30th and the 1st of october in bournemouth 
We've got Bia coming over from who now lives in, Professora Bia now lives in Canada and it's her former Torah as well. So the following week after our batizado in England, she's flying to Croatia to see Lele and do a batizado in Croatia. And Bia will actually have a former Torah and become Contramestra Bia. So that's really cool. But yeah, this is my first event to organize. I can't say I'm doing it alone. I've got my my girlfriend Ellie, she's helping out a lot, and I am getting some help from Dory via WhatsApp in Italy. We were on video chat earlier, actually, so she's been a massive help. Um, but it's uh, it is difficult. There's a lot to think about. There's a lot going on. We've got you know your food, accommodation, venues, belts, t-shirts, designers. Um, but all, all I would say really is to make a list, everything that you've got to do. If you can get help, I think. Don't be afraid to ask for it because I think, you know, if you've got a couple of people helping you, not only does it relieve um, a few things that you may have to organise, but it, it's a bit of relief as well just to have that support. I've got Beer as well on WhatsApp. She's helping as well, you know, just asking her questions and stuff like that. But uh, I would just say, you know, to try and book things as, as far in advance as you can, especially when it comes to venues, like at the moment, for example, the schools are on half term on summer holidays, so it's quite hard to get in contact with any of the schools to see if they've got their halls for high, which, you know, and they generally have the largest size halls. But luckily, we, we have found a couple of venues, and one of those has been through help um, through one of the guys in class. That would have been Ed. He's been helping as well. So I definitely would say if you can work as a unit, you know, if there's anyone in the group that's, that can help out, whether it be someone that can design. Um, the t-shirt which I've got as well I've got Nat um, she's going to help design the logo she's going to design the logo um, so she's helping out helping out with that I've got Ed helping out with the venue Ellie helping out with she's going to take over the food and help do the the quarters to make the belts Dory on the end of the on the end of the line giving me pointers on everything and helping me sort of generally get the finesse sort of details down so I definitely say, you know, like I say, if you can get the help, just for people to help out, whatever they can do, great. Um, and luckily, we've got um, very close friends in the Capoeira world. Mestre Jota Jota, who's in France, so he'll be coming over. And we've got Mestre Pantanal and his wife, Instructora Tigresa, in London. So they're close by, so they're coming down. And as soon as I messaged them and got the reply that I got given, it was just such a relief because their reply was so humble. You know, they were so willing to, to not only attend, but to just come down and help. And they were very, um, very nice, very nice replies, knowing as well that it was my first one to organize. So, so yeah, lots going on, lots going on. I've got it all written in a diary just to try and keep track of it as well. But it's coming along, so hope you know. Fingers crossed, it will go well, and I'm sure it will. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a nice event. Um, like I say, we've got some nice teachers coming over. We we'll have some workshops, which will be mixed up with music, makulele, movements. Yeah, and it will be a nice event. It'll be a nice event. So if anyone, any, everyone's welcome as well. So anyone wants to come down, they can get in contact with me via Facebook, Instagram. Anything like that is absolutely great. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, though. It's going to be a nice event, yeah, and hopefully it will go well. Yeah, so good luck. We'll be linking to the uh, Facebook event page in the description to this episode. Uh, so do check that out if you're able to attend. Obviously, the more the merrier at those kind of events. 
what would be the number one piece of advice you'd give for any other cabaristas out there who are contemplating organizing their first sort of big Batizado event? Oh, number one, I would probably say to just do everything in advance. Anything in advance that you can do, do it. Whether it be get that venue sorted, hired, booked up, and also give your guests plenty of notice because um, a lot of these mestres, they do have a tight schedule. They do have their diary booked up with a lot of events. So again, yeah, I'd say get your venue booked and get in contact with any of your guests that you would like to come in it in, it, in far as advanced as you can, basically. Um, that would be probably my number one advice. Yeah, I think I agree myself. Um, it must be six years since we actually had the event in Cheltenham, but I think sort of forward planning is definitely key. And either you need to secure your sort of main guest, your mestre or mestre, or whoever's sort of coming as your main attraction and then find a venue to fit that, or alternatively find your venues, have that sorted and then see who can come. Well, good luck with that. Um, would you like to also just get a good chance to give a plug for your classes in Bournemouth as well, if anybody is listening from the area and would like to come along? Yeah, if anyone would like to come along, our classes are on a Thursday evening, Piccadilly Ballrooms in Bournemouth at 8 p.m. First class is free, so it gives you a chance to come along, meet everyone, see how you get on and try it and give it a go. Very uh, very nice bunch of people, very welcoming bunch of people. We've got lovely people. And one thing I, I've always loved about it as well is you do get to meet people from just about everywhere, whether they're from Bournemouth or from different parts of England or whether they're from just about anywhere in the world. So it's a very nice community. And if you've always, you know, if you've ever wanted to give it a go, then, then come along down to Bournemouth on a Thursday, 8 p.m., and you'll be very much welcome to the class all sorts of levels in there, being it from very first beginners to people that have been doing it for 10, 12 years. So everyone's welcome. Brilliant. You said earlier that you really loved the teaching. What is it that you've loved the most about being able to, to run your own classes? I think you learn a lot from teaching. You know, I think, you know, you when relay information back that you've learned and give it to others, you kind of take it in more yourself. Um, and it's sometimes when you get into the role of things, things almost roll off your tongue that you don't generally think about. But it's only because you're teaching that, that it starts almost sinking in that bit more. But also the motivation, you know, I think is very motivating to teach, you know. So whether I've got a headache or I've had a long day at work or anything like that, I think, well, I don't want to let my guys down. I want to go. And I always come out of the class feeling great you know like I, I walk I might walk in like I say tired and I've got a banging headache and I walk out feeling absolutely fine and I, I walk out you know just with a big smile on my face and just always sort of think I'm so glad that I didn't um you know call it off because I didn't feel great and, and I'm so glad that I went there and I've done it and I saw everyone so yeah I think with teaching it's motivation it's motivation I think it gives you but it's also giving back what you've learned, you know, as well to, you know, showing people capoeira, teaching them the movements, teaching them songs, how to play instruments, um, explaining to them all you know, really, from capoeira. It's, it's just a nice feeling. You're giving it to someone else to experience. So, and it is an experience, capoeira, I think, you know, it, it's, it's very unique. Um, 
you just don't come across anything like it i don't think you know whether it's other martial arts you know there's there's the mixture of the martial arts and the dance etc but it's it's never going to be capoeira or the same as capoeira because capoeira is a mixture of so many different things so i think it's nice to, to to give that back and show people what you know what you can do and and let them learn from it and and then watch them progress as well you know when you see people that are yeah we've got people in our class that that come along and they might be late 40s really struggle with the flexibility and to see them like six months a year later throwing these spinning kicks and stuff like that is just great you know it's so nice to see and of course they don't really see it because you know they don't see their progression so much as much as you do as as that spectator when you're seeing watching them do it so it's really nice to see that as well i think um, i think that's a really good comment there so frequently, and it's not just with capoeira, but you often get on things like Reddit and things, people say, oh, I'm, you know, I'm however many years old, you know, should I start doing so-and-so? And I always think the answer is like, yes, and you know, good evidence there, 40-year-olds, not flexible, not able to do things, but then a year down the line. And I've certainly found with my students around my group was, it's also worth taking that moment to get them to reflect actually on their progress. And so actually you're doing really well. Remember, you know, couldn't lift your feet off the floor when you were trying your arrows at the beginning and now now look at you and, and it's the progress is often so gradual that it's hard to see and it's only when you stop and pause and think actually three months ago I couldn't do this uh, so that's really good to hear so the final question to ask uh regular listeners will know is what is capoeira you've already touched on a lot of that already but let's bring it together yeah so what is capoeira I think besides stating the obvious of telling people what it is in regards to it's a dance, it's a fight, it's a game, which you can read in a book. I think capoeira is um, whatever you want it to be in the respect that some people may come to a class and just love the culture, love that it's different, love the the singing, the ashe, the energy that it creates, standing in a circle and, and singing, you know, for that, yeah, for some people that is what capoeira is. For some people, it's learning the acrobatical movements, the spinning kicks. For some people, it's the social side of it, meeting lots of like new faces, making new friends, uh, meeting people from different cultural backgrounds. And I think capoeira, to me, is just about all of those things. I think it's it's about meeting new people, experiencing. Um, even experiencing sort of playing someone different in the fodder, it's you see their personality come out in the way they play. So it's a very difficult question, I think, and there's lots of different philosophies on capoeira. But uh, I think capoeira, yeah, to me is is just about those things. Capoeira to me is about meeting people, feeling that energy together as 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 a group of friends and experiencing that together and playing a game where you can have a translation, a communication within the game without talking almost. You know, you're, you're not talking, you're having this this uh, discussion in movements and body language. And that to me is what capoeira is. You know, I think um, I think something as well that I'd like to say is that, and, and this came from Professor Curioso, who teaches in Ireland, and something that stuck with me and this isn't about what capoeira is, but it was just a comment that he said to me, and it always stuck. And 
And I think this can relate to people that may try train capoeira for the first time or train for maybe you know a little a little while. Is that you look at capoeiristas, people that want to play capoeira, and you say, oh, "I wish I could do that. I wish I was like them." And something he said to me was that you will never be as good as them because only they can be as good as them. But they will never be as good as you because only you can be as good as you. And I think it was a really nice saying because it's basically saying that, you know, you can only be as good as yourself. No one can be as good as you because they're not you and vice versa. And it just always stuck with me and it kind of made me feel a bit, I think it almost makes you feel better with yourself then rather than looking at other people, I wish I could do a somersault, I wish I could do this and I wish I could do that because their capoeira will never be as good as yours because only yours can be as good as yours. I hope that makes sense. I probably didn't say it as well as he did, but it stuck to me. Um, it reminds me of the Mayor Angelou quote of this as well. So might be paraphrasing it, but it's something like, um, do the best you can, and when you know better, do better. Which I think is sort of tangential but related, and obviously a lot of some of these sports, especially like sort of capoeira, sometimes actually the competitions with yourself to you know be a better version, a better capoeirista than you were in previous days. Yeah, um, I agree. You get the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, all that that I mean you have your ups and downs and so on with with your training, but it's it's one of those arts where actually that improvement. It's it's best not to compare yourself with others but compare yourself with yourself from yesterday exactly exactly and i think one of the nice things is with capoeira and you see is that some people pick up the language better than others some people pick up the music better than others some people pick up the movements better than others so it's nice because capoeira is made of so many different things there's so much to learn it's endless you know it's but there's always something that you could maybe concentrate more on, you know, and, and improve more so in one particular thing, you know, if that's what you want to do. Like I said, you might be very musical and pick up a bearing bow and be able to, to learn that quicker than others. And others might learn the movements quicker, but it's all relative, you know, so it's, it's, all, it's, all, it's all good to, to learn. And it just gives something, there's always something different for everyone you know that someone different might pick up and enjoy more so than the other and so on so that there's a lot to it there's a lot to learn that's why the only thing i would say is like i said before is that give capoeira a chance give it time to experience it um go to a, you know go to a good few classes to really experience it because it's not until you understand it that you you know that you really sort of can feel it and you feel the essay brilliant so as we come to the end of the episode, are there any other final thoughts or comments that you'd like to, to say? Um, I think that's probably about it, to be honest. Um, just like I said, if anyone if anyone wants to see Capoeira in Bournemouth, come along to the event. You can join us. You can join in. You can come and watch anything that you're comfortable to do. 30th of September and 1st of October this year. Yeah, just get in contact and come and say hello. And it's been great seeing you, Kung Fu, as well. So thank you very much. My thank pleasure. Much. It's been lovely. And thank you also to the listeners for listening. If any of you would like to get in touch, you can email thelifecapoeira at gmail.com or on Facebook and Instagram. And feel free to nominate yourselves or any of you teachers that, that you know to come on and to get on Capoeiristas from all levels and backgrounds and uh, from anywhere in the world so everybody is welcome and uh do you get in touch 
but that's it from me for another episode and uh until next time ciao